My name's Leslie Peterson, and I help bloggers turn their modest websites into thriving online enterprises with SEO, email marketing, and a little hard love encouragement to always move forward consistently and with a plan. Hey bloggers, today we're going to talk about affiliates. I've seen a lot of questions out on the interwebs about people wondering if having affiliate links in their posts uh, has caused them to fall either from the core update or the uh, helpful content update. So I want to clarify some of that and talk about what makes an affiliate page good. So first of all, Let's talk about where these um, ideas came from and why there might be a little misconception about them. And all of this, of course, is some things I've been reading on Google, some things I've seen for myself, and a little bit of my opinion. But here it goes. The April reviews update was a Google update that Ta-da! Came out in April, and it really was a um, a turning point for the way that Google decided to look at reviews. In the past, uh, reviews were looked at primarily for products and those things that use the product schema, but in April they decided that anytime anyone shares their opinion, it's a review. So, wow, that really opened the door to. Um, a change. That was one of the big changes uh, that happened in 2023. And we were impacted a little bit by that and began making um, some changes to our site. And uh, once the helpful content update came out, we saw uh, some progression, positive progression with the changes we made. Now, of course, I got hit by the core update. That's not feeling so great right now. I'm trying to pull myself out of that one. Um, and maybe if you saw, a, didn't see a change in April, but you saw a change to the core update and you think it has to do with affiliates, I want it you to think about something. First of all, if you haven't already, go and listen to my core update theory uh, episode. But um, I think what's happened is that Google has begun to really prioritize um, authority sites, regardless of their DA or their, or I should say not regardless, but less of a uh, in, look at their DA and more of uh, what they are an authority on. And I think they're giving priority to uh, to product and service-based businesses, especially when it comes to the area of authority. And I think that a lot of times it wasn't that, you know, if your affiliate post was doing well, especially after the April reviews update, but then it fell after the core update, it might not be just because yours, it got penalized. It might be that somebody else's got promoted above yours, which is, you know, a nuance, but it it's a little bit different because your post could be great, could be fine, just that somebody else has more authority or maybe somebody else went the extra mile and one of these five um, considerations as to what a good affiliate page includes. So, um, you know, so I don't want you to think, oh, you know, all of a sudden uh, my affiliate post dropped so I can't have affiliates in, uh, you know, in the product anymore. I need to remove the affiliates out of my off my website. That's not the case at all. Not at all. So I went directly to the Google documentation and 
Interestingly, the guidelines for affiliates are in their documentation about spam. And what they consider spam are thin affiliate pages. And this is their verbiage. Ready? Thin affiliate pages are pages with product affiliate links on which the product descriptions and reviews are copied directly from the original merchant without any original content or added value. So, and don't think that you can just copy from the merchant and then ask Chad, our friend ChadGPT, to rewrite it a little bit for you. It's going to take more than that. So that's where, those are the types of affiliates, uh, affiliate pages that Google considers spam. And those will be, mm, uh, the priorities on those will change. You'll definitely lose if that's what you're doing. But, uh, so that begs the question, right? What is a good affiliate page look like then? And in this documentation, Google tells us, they say good affiliate sites add value, by offering meaningful content or features. And I know we all think, oh, well, I'm adding meaningful content. But they break it down even more. They give us five areas that they want us to excel at. So at a really high level today, I'm going to talk about those five areas. Here we go. The first one is you offer additional information about the price. Now, certainly this doesn't apply to everything out there. I mean, if you're reviewing a table and the table is $70 and it's always $70, it's $70. But what you could say is, you know, I went out and looked at seven different sites and it's $70 everywhere I look. And you might be able to offer some insight on who offers free shipping or who can deliver quicker. And if your price, if your product or the the service or the thing that you're writing the review on um, includes more complex pricing, then you can go further to explain what those price points are, why you might need one, why you might not need it, what price is included. Complex pricing um, that has been uh, explained from your perspective and with your experience can go a long way. The other thing that is not said in this documentation, but that I've seen repeatedly because I've been, the last couple months I've been studying hundreds of affiliate pages because I'm working uh, in my membership, we're going to be breaking down um, those uh page types and what we've seen succeed and, and not succeed, especially uh, I'm going reviewed them after the April reviews update, and then I'm re-reviewing them after the core update to see what's what's been different. But what I've seen repeatedly is that the uh, some of the better performing reviews that are uh, that are selling the products there, usually through affiliate links, offer multiple purchase sources. So, for, you know, for if you know, if you've listened before, you know I have a travel site. So if I'm offering a review on a hotel, then I might give a booking button, not just for booking.com, but maybe booking and hotels and Expedia so that the person visiting my site has a has the option to go with the one that they feel most comfortable with. So again, that that piece about offering multiple places to purchase, not in this piece of Google documentation, just my experience um, and what I've seen in the research I've been doing. 
Speaking of research, the next thing is original product reviews. And this is what you have heard me say over and over and over, right? Thought leadership, original research. And you've got to put it in your reviews too. And this is the big thing that Google says makes a spam affiliate post different from a non-spam affiliate post. And here's what they say in the Google documentation, different article, um, but same concept or same same premise. This is the in the reviews article, not the affiliate specific article. But what they say is when recommending something as the best overall or best for a certain purpose, make sure to include why you think it's best with first-hand supporting evidence. So if I'm going to tell you that I think Monday.com is the best tool for bloggers to manage their inventory, I can't stop there. I need to go ahead and explain why. Now, what's become very common and uh, something that we're doing on our blog and that I see, again, as a um, pattern in high-performing reviews post is sort of a thing at the top that says, you know, if I'm reviewing, let's say, uh, project management software for bloggers, I might say you've got Asana, which is good for X, and Monday.com, which is good for Y, and ClickUp, which is good for Z, and Trello, is it Trello, Trellis? I don't know, I don't use that one, which is good for D. And uh, just kind of that um, TLDR, um, too long, don't read, like, here's my highlights, here's my bullets, here's my concise, you know, if you don't want to read this article, but you value my advice, here it is real quick. But I've got to support that. Not too far, not too much further down the page. I've got to say why. If I say monday.com is the best, I've got to explain why I think it's the best. And I've got to use my own experience to support my claim. Okay, that's number two. Number three, rigorous testing and ratings. Do you hear that word, rigorous? That makes my skin crawl. But um, what I think is interesting, what they go on to say is quantitative measurements about how something measures up in various categories of performance. So let's say if it's um, a vacuum cleaner, you know, does it, how much suction, how, mu- how heavy is it? How much does it cost? Those are the various categories of performance. Um but you've got to do, you've got to offer quantitative measurements about this. And and on the first question that comes to mind for me is, okay, um, what do I need to add quantitative measurements on? Certainly, I can guess based on my experience, and that's a really good place to start. But I don't. Am I forgetting something? So anyway, what I'm getting at is, I've been asking an AI tool sometimes Bard, sometimes Chad, Um, what if I'm reviewing, let's say the full focus planner and uh, the Michael Hyatt planner, I can say I'm doing a review of the full focus Michael Hyatt planner. um, And what do you think are the most important key decision making factors for someone thinking of buying this or another planner? And they've I've seen uh, a really good response come back from the AI tools about what to look for. Now it goes, some of them, some of the verbose AI tools go on to 
tell me why uh, the full focus planner excels in one of those categories. I don't, I tend to ignore that. I just use the bolded parts um, because I want to put my own supporting evidence in there. Now, I even do that even when I, you know, I might come up with five areas that I want to critique something on, and I still will throw that into an AI tool just to make sure, oh, is there an area that I wasn't thinking of? And uh, it's been pretty great um, in that regard. So what you want to do is is offer quantitative um, ex- explanation of why uh, or uh, of of that review. So if I'm reviewing the full focus planner, I might explain the dimensions of it and talk about how that compares to others, um, how large the uh, the font is. I mean, I, I don't know, I'm guessing here I don't do planner reviews, but you get the idea. You're really trying to explain how you tested it and how you rated it in as, as, as a um, good of a, in a measurable way. And anything that you can do in that regard is going to work in your favor when it comes to a quote unquote good affiliate page. So um, what I also find interesting is that a lot of those uh, review sites that are still doing well, even after all the craziness of 2023, they tend to have a section at the way, way bottom that people can ignore if they want to ignore, but they explain how they performed their testing. So especially for places that are really competitive, like best backpacks or best hiking shoes or some of those things, um, especially um, software and uh, hardware, they have an entire section that explains how they, you know, exactly what they're testing, um, what conditions, let's say it was hiking shoes, what conditions it was in, how many miles they went, um, all of those sorts of things. So, you know, you might be thinking, that's a lot. I'm not ready to go there. You know, uh, um, that's okay. What, What I'm seeing is the places that are doing this are places that really, as part of their revenue model, I mean, they, some of them only rely only on affiliate links. Um, they don't have ads on there. They don't accept free products, um, which again makes them more of an authority. Um, and I, it, those, you know, those really should be the ones at the top. So this makes me go, okay, you know, where I, whereas I might have written, you know, if the boys had, um, I, and I've done this, the boys had like five different pairs of winter boots as they were growing up. And I did a comparison review of those and put pictures in there of them wearing it and the conditions and that sort of thing. But you know what? I mean, did I try 20 pairs on, you know, all different sorts of kids? No, I didn't. So um, I didn't have quantitative measurements about how well they did. So I didn't, I didn't deserve to be at the top, quite frankly. These are things you need to think about as mm, the world of blogging changes. We have to really think about, do we think we can rank on this? Do we think we can recoup um, the time and energy it's taken us to write the post, considering how um, how those types of posts are being reviewed now by Google and uh, what the competition looks like? Okay. Not to put a not to put a damper on. I'm going to keep going. We got two more. Number uh, number four, navigation. So this again, I'm back to Google's documentation. Examples of good affiliate pages include, and it says, navigation of products or categories. And so I was like, 
okay, am I thinking about, is this the header that they're talking about? So I actually went into Bard and I was, you know, chatting with Bard about this specifically showing, you know, Bard this page and talking about what, you know, asking what is Google after? It was very interesting because um, almost everything it mentioned or that it gave back to me was about the navigation, which leads me to this um, uh, conclusion that they're saying you need to have enough review content to warrant having a header navigation item where people can look through your uh, reviews, your, you know, whether it's just cities you visited, hotels you stayed in, blend, you know, kitchenware that you've tested, um, you know, software that you've, you've worked with, whatever the case may be. I, I think this is an indication that one review doesn't cut it, um, which we know is the case for anything, right? That's what we talk about cluster, topic clusters all the time. Uh, so I think it's interesting you might consider adding, if you've got a lot of reviews, adding that as part of your navigation. The other thing that Bard said, which I, I is um, in my head is a, uh, what do you call it? A long, a stretch. But uh, I'll, I'll mention it just because it was brought up. They said your headers should be um, clear and easy to navigate. And I I think that's interesting because that's a, I don't think about headers when I think about navigation, but it makes perfect sense. I should be thinking about headers when I'm thinking about navigation. And then uh, the final thing that Google says is an example, uh, something that a good affiliate page includes is product comparisons. And I know that not all the time our reviews are comparisons. So for example, with that hiking, uh, winter hiking boots example that I just gave you, I had five or six, whatever, I can't even remember, um, boots. And I was comparing them between, and I I think I even used the AAWP plugin um, because they were all available on Amazon. And I was able to show the differences between them. I'm thinking that's right. It's been a while since I wrote the post, but um, definitely used that in the past to compare um, the different um, things that I'm recommending or not, you know, or not recommending, whatever the case may be. But it doesn't always work when your review is about one thing. Let's say I'm reviewing a hotel or I'm reviewing a vacuum or I'm re- reviewing, a, I don't know, a snowmobile because I'm looking outside and it's snowing right now. So what what do I do in that case? So I went back to the April reviews uh, update documentation. And I found something that interesting. It said, explain what sets something apart from its competitors. So I think that's a valid way to uh, implement product comparisons, even if you're not talking about multiple things, even if you're not doing a roundup. So let's just say I'm reviewing a hotel. I can definitely talk about what sets this one hotel apart from its competitors. And that is a type of comparison, even though I don't have like five hotels listed there. And I'm like, this one's better for families and this one's better for date night. Um, If you can explain what sets something apart from its competitors, that is a form of product comparison. So there you go, straight out of the babe's mouth. It's what Google says um, a good affiliate page includes, offering additional information about the price, original product reviews, 
rigorous testing and ratings, navigation of products or categories, and product comparisons. Hey, real quick, this is Leslie just dropping in to remind you that I have several free resources on my blog right now that I'd love you to get your hands on. Just head over to lesliepeterson.com. The link is in the show notes below and grab my free blog post update checklist. Or if you're on a journey to fire up your blog's email newsletter, grab my free list of 52 newsletter connection prompts. With both of those, I'll include a video about how to use them to build a solid relationship with your subscribers or work towards doubling your traffic with updates. Grab both of those at lesliepeterson.com.